2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, beginning in verse 3 and 4. I actually shared this scripture uh, with you guys Sunday when my wife and I uh, tag team the Mother's Day service, um, uh, which I know a lot of y'all, I know we're blessed to see my wife, uh, you know, with me, and it was such a great joy and an honor to be with Cassie and for her to to uh, help me with that Mother's Day uh, service. That was the first one we had we had done uh, that we did together, uh, did individually or together, and it was such a blessing. All right, Second Timothy one, uh, three and four. If you're there, say I'm there. I can't hear you, so I'm just believing that you said that you was there. So um, I tell you what, I'm, I'm just, I'm so, I'm like, I'm giddy. I'm like a little giddy schoolgirl tonight. Like, I can't wait to have some real feedback whenever we, we talking and when we preaching to hear y'all say amen. I know y'all been faithful to say amen online and, and hit the like and love button and whatnot. But man, it's going to be good to hear these, uh, I see the faces of our people uh, that we love dearly and, and hear, hear y'all responses. But 2 Timothy 1, 3 and 4, like I said, I shared this Sunday but I wanted to start off tonight with it again. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy. He says, Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted. Now, this is it. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. Man, again, hallelujah. This Sunday, church, we are going to be together again. Can I get an amen? We are going to be together again this Sunday. As you know, um, the governor has lifted the stay-at-home order starting Friday, and we can begin to meet again at 25% of our occupancy here, 25% capacity um, on Sunday, starting Sunday. So uh, we will have uh, two services, um, but if they fill up, we're going to add a third service. So listen, it's very important. I, I, Pastor Todd mentioned it uh, Monday night. I mentioned it yesterday morning. It was, there was a post earlier that you must pre-register on our website. And again, if you pre-register, you go online, you pre-register. Uh, it's going to be on our homepage of our website. And it's actually going to be live at 8 o'clock tonight. So registration opens at 8 o'clock tonight, which is just in uh, you know about 45 minutes. Uh, it registrates, so pretty much a little after we're done here, you'll be able to go to our website, flchurch.net, and on our homepage, you will see uh, where you can register for either the 9 or the 11 o'clock service. Now, don't fret. Don't worry, okay? If those services fill up, we are prepared. We will add a third service, so we're going to continue to monitor it throughout the rest of the week into the weekend, and if we see both of those services are filling up, we're going to add a third service. We'll let you know if we'll be adding a third service. We'll add it at the end of the second service, which will be around, a, uh, would be a 1245 service. If we need, we're not sure. Uh, we know everybody's at a different place, and we'll talk about that a little bit tonight, but I just want to encourage you, starting 8 o'clock tonight, hey, help, help spread the word. Even right now, if you know people that are not on Facebook, book or we're wondering when weather registration would open. I know we were getting some questions uh, from the staff this uh, this week, just yesterday and today, because we announced it. So even right now, I don't mind. Like, hey, if you, you're on your phone or you're on your iPad, you want to text somebody, hey, Brandon just said registration for service opens up at 8 o'clock tonight. So registration will begin tonight for both services, 9 and 11, flchurch.net. And again, if those fill up, don't worry. 
we are going to add a third service. We'll add as many services as we need if those want to come out. Now, so tonight I want to talk to you about what we'll be doing and not doing for the next few weeks. But before I get into that, I want to read another scripture to you. And this is found in Joshua 3. I got ahead of myself. I, I, I am going to end up landing here in Joshua chapter 3, verses 3 and 4 says this. When you see the priest and Levites carrying the Ark of the Agreement, which is the Ark of the Covenant, that this translation says it different. When you see the priests and Levites carrying the ark of the Lord your God, leave where you are and follow it. That way you will know which way to go since you have never been here before. So man, listen, they were at the Jordan River and they were, they were about to cross and they, here's the priest carrying the, 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 the ark of the covenant and, and they, you know, Joshua's instructing them, look, follow the priest, which was the presence of God. The ark represents the presence, right? Follow him because you've never been this way before. You've never gone this way. Well, listen, I love this. Leave where you are and follow it since you've never been this way. So man, I'm hoping Sunday morning, all of you are going to be leaving your house to come to church. But I just want to tell you tonight, I just wanted to take a little time to let you know what Sunday is going to look like this Sunday and the next few Sundays. And again, I love how it says that we have never been here before. So we've never been to this, had never been at this place in the church before. So I'm hoping tonight that I can give you some clear direction of what you can expect when you come here Sunday morning and the next few weeks. Also, since we've never been here before, I want to also ask that you be patient with us as a staff and with one another as we transition through this. Obviously, you know how it goes. We're, we have a plan. We have some things in place. We're still working as we, even right now, I'm going to talk about that. I see where, where John started working on, uh, you know, uh, separating things in the pews and whatnot. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We have a plan. There's things that we're putting in place to get ready, uh, to follow the guidance of the governor. But I just ask that you be patient with us, okay? And be patient with one another. Again, we've never been here before. We've never had to come to church and meet at a limited capacity before. So we are doing our best. And we're going to do our best in the days ahead. Okay, so let, what, what can we expect? What can you expect when you come to church on Sunday morning? Well, first, I want to let you know for this Sunday, there will not be any children's ministry at all this Sunday. There won't be any kids life, any nursery uh, for this Sunday. Just where it was at, we made the announcement. Again, certain people are not uh, maybe ready to come back and whatnot, just contacting our serve team. There's a lot to get together, especially with children and numbers and all of that. So we just thought it was best just for this Sunday not to have any child care, not to have any children's ministry. So as you register tonight, make sure, or tomorrow, make sure you register the total number of your family. If you're going to come to church and you have children with you, make sure you register your whole children and be prepared to come uh, in with your children. Now, I've talked to Tina and to Sherry. They're going to be in here on Sunday morning, and they're going to be trying to help you as much as you can. If you bring your children, they're still going to be trying to accommodate helping you with your children. There's different options, too. As I was talking to Tina today, you know, we're still going to have the lobby uh, in the uh, kids' life, the, in the new ministry building, children's ministry building. The TV's over there. They're piped in. So if you have a little one that may be getting a little rambunctious, you can bring them in the in the lobby here. You can bring them in the lobby in the new building. We even have a, a nursing mother's room. We have a cry room here. Here, uh, as well, both in the auto, uh, connected to the auditor main auditorium and also to our kids' life building. So there's still we want to try to accommodate you with your children for this Sunday. Now we are believing and talking to the 
staff that starting next Wednesday, because we will continue, we're having church Sunday, but we will continue with services next Wednesday as well on campus, that Kids Life should be up and running next Wednesday night not to, and, and, and continuing on the following Sunday and so forth and so on. So just want to let you know, just for this Sunday, we won't have any Kids Life, any nursery. Now, um, as you get here as well, we will have hand sanitizer uh, in the lobbies, both lobbies, both the Kids Life lobby, if you enter there, or in the main lobbies. If you remember the last service we had here on March 15th, it's crazy to think that it's been two months now, but on March 15th, we had hand sanitizer. We will again. We'll have, we have fixed hand sanitizer stations, and we'll have pumps of hand sanitizer throughout the tables uh, in both lobbies. Now, we will not be serving coffee until further notice, but you are more than welcome to bring your coffee from home. I don't think I've officially said this before, but this is a good time to say it. You know, for years, we didn't allow food and drinks in the auditorium, but because of just for safety reasons, we think it's good for to do this for, for the time being. Um, you are allowed to bring your coffee from home. Now, if you bring your coffee, uh, we encourage you to bring it with a tumbler with the top on it. But hey, if you like to drink coffee while you're listening to the word, hey, feel free to bring your own coffee from home, bring it in a tumbler uh, with the top on it and feel free to do that. So we won't be serving any coffee until further notice. Now, I know a big thing a lot of people were asking questions about. We were actually uh, on a conference call with the governor yesterday. Uh, myself, Pastor Todd, local pastors, actually over 500 pastors from across the state were on a live conference call with Governor Edwards. And this question was asked, are we required to wear a mask? And he said, no, it is not mandated. He said they still recommend it, but we're not mandated or required to wear mask. But again, if you feel more comfortable to wear a mask to come to church Sunday or any of the days ahead, please feel free to do that. Please, even though we're not required or mandated, if you feel more comfortable, just like Sunday, we had some people pull up, had masks, and some people didn't. So listen, if you feel more comfortable, please feel free to wear a mask and do whatever you feel like you want to do that makes you more comfortable, that protects you. Um, you know, uh, so just want to make that clear. Nobody's required uh, from the governor's mouth. We're not required or mandated to wear a mask. But if you feel free, he still recommends people do it. If you feel free, uh, if you feel comfortable, please feel free to do so. So on that note, I want to take this time to read another scripture. And it's found in Romans 14, 1 through 3. And it says this, accept other believers who are weak in the faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. Let me stop and say it again. Don't argue with them. Don't argue or debate or, or whatever the case may be with other believers about what they think is right or wrong or what you think is right or wrong. For instance, now Paul uses an example here. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything. But another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who, on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. All right, y'all tracking with me, church? The content, the context here that Paul was talking to the Romans about is food. But the principle that he was talking about, because he said, don't, don't argue with another believer about what's right and wrong. And if you read all of Romans 14 there, you will see he uses example for food. Then he goes into 
what holy days they, back then, what days is the, like, because they used to, the Sabbath was on Saturday and then it switched to Sunday and people were debating on what's the right day to come to church and worship the Lord. So he uses food, then he uses that as an example. But the principle is, he says, not to argue with one another about what you think is right and wrong. Don't condemn or look down on other believers if they're doing something different than you. So the context here is food, but the principle is not looking down, judging or condemning other believers who are doing something different than you are doing. So let's go back. For example, in this context, some of you may be wearing masks this Sunday and in the next few weeks, some of you may not be wearing masks. I just want to encourage you, church, accept people and respect people where they are. I know, and you probably know that you've seen it in public and probably with your own brothers and sisters. Everybody's at a different place with where we at and have been at a different place for two months. When people come back to church on Sunday, some of us, we're going to, a lot of us are going to be at a different place. For example, when it comes to wearing masks and whatnot. So I just want to encourage you, come on, from my heart, and I know from Pastor Todd's heart, accept one another where they're at. Don't argue with them. Don't say, oh man, why are you doing that? Or say, hey man, why aren't you doing that? As Paul said, he used the meat for example. I'm glad none of you, you know, uh, criticize me for eating meat, man. Praise the Lord. I like to eat meat. But I know some brothers that and sisters that are vegetarians. And hey, more power to them, man. Some, some people are vegan and some people are all about keto. All they eat is meat and all that stuff. But listen, you know, that shouldn't matter. The, the common unity here is we want to come back together and worship together and fellowship together, right? So I just want to encourage you, according to Romans 14, let's not look down at one another. Let's not argue. Let's not, why are you doing that? Why are you not doing that? Just respect and accept everyone if they're at a different place. Whether it's mask or the next thing I want to talk about is please respect people's space. Now, we will mark off every other pew uh, not to be used, and then six feet apart in the pews we will be using. That way we can have the, the distancing guidelines set by the governor, right? And John has already started that. I see there, there's markings. You're going to see there's going to be markings at the top of the pew uh, where six feet apart, and every other pew, you know, the ones that are back-to-back uh, -back will be marked off. So you have that space. That's why in a capacity that we're at, we can house 250 people, really 300, but we're, 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 we're registering 250 people. So we have have room for both the staff and the serve team to make sure that we're under those guidelines. So we're already doing that. So we're going to do that now. Let me stop and say, also, you've probably heard the governor or other guidelines. Now, when you come with your family, obviously anyone that's living in your household with you, you can sit close to them. Like I can thankfully still be next to my bride and put my arm around her and, and you know, all that mushy stuff, right? Both me and my children and six of us, we can all sit together, right? We don't have to be six foot apart. So the same goes with you. So you'll see that as well. You can sit together with your immediate family, but then the next family over will be, there'll be markings on the pews to sit, seat, to sit six feet apart. But let me take that a step further in accordance with what I just read in Romans chapter 14. Some of you may be okay with certain signs of affection, right? We hadn't seen each other in a long time. Some may not be. I want to ask you, church, please check with another person before initiating any kind of contact. 
Don't just be running up to somebody and wanting to give them a high five, shake their hands, or even more, give them a hug or whatever, right? Make sure that you check with other people before you initiate uh, or, or, or go into their space, right? I know we're a big family. We all love each other and whatnot, but please, again, respect other people's. And don't be offended if somebody walks up to you and they, they're, they're a little standoffish because they want you to respect your space. Remember, look at Romans 14. I want you to meditate on that and pray about that about Sunday, right? And I saw the difference even Sunday morning. While we were here, people were coming through, the mothers, and, and you could see a different, different people at different places. And again, that's okay. So remember, please respect one another's space when you come on Sunday, next Wednesday, and the weeks ahead. Look, I love Romans 14, 19. It says this, so then, let us aim. This is our aim, right? This is our goal. You know, that it's been said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time, right? So we're trying. We're all human. None of us perfect. Again, we've never been this way before, right? We've never been at this place. But this should be our aim, church, not only this Sunday, but Wednesday, the following Sunday, till we can move to phase two, phase three, and then be back to where, you know, we got a full house prayerfully, right? But the aim, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Another word for harmony is unity. Let us aim. Let the goal be this Sunday that we're in unity. Listen, it's going to be the first Sunday back that we're back together in two months. And it's going to be great. Pastor Todd's going to be preaching this Sunday. He's going to be kicking off a brand new series. And it's going to be great, man. Look, we're, we're, it's going to be awesome. It's been two months since we've been together. And I believe it's going to be great. So let us Build each other up. I love how it says that. Let us build each other up and be in unity in worship, in prayer, in the word, and in fellowship. Amen. I love what Psalm 133 says, and it's only three verses. So I'm going to read you this chapter as we conclude. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers, and you could say, and sisters, live together. Some translations say dwell together in unity or in harmony. For harmony or unity is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and unto the border of his robe. Harmony or unity is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. I love Psalm 133 because it shows us what we have to look forward to when we're in unity with one another. One, there's an anointing. I love that. There's an anointing when we come together in unity. Again, it's going to look different, church, for a little while. Some may be wearing masks some night. We're going to sit a little further apart from one another, you know, not, have, not having, you know, coffee and different things and, and whatnot. But listen, we can still be in unity. And when we're in unity in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, when we're worshiping together, when we're praying together, uh, when we're receiving the word and applying the word together, we'll be in unity and there's going to be a great anointing. I believe and I'm just praying and hoping that that over these last two months, your own personal anointing in your life has increased, maybe through your prayer time, through through being stripped of things that you enjoyed, or maybe as we've been repenting as part of, you know, again, Unite 714, where, where 2 Chronicles 714 says to repent, to turn away from our wickedness and ask God to heal our land. We've been doing that. I'm believing that there's been an, your individual, your anointing in your life, in your family, in your home has increased. But I'm believing as we come back together in this building, 
and in other buildings across campus, that the anointing is going to increase in family life, church, and in the body of Christ, according to Psalm 133. The second thing it says is that, man, it's refreshing. You know how refreshing it's going to be when we can come back together here Sunday in the days ahead? Man, it's going to be so refreshing. I know it was just Sunday seeing the moms overwhelmed with emotion, some of them crying, just being overwhelmed in the moment, saying, man, I didn't even know I would, be, I would, have, I would be this emotional. They were like, just to see you guys. And, and just to, man, thank y'all. I mean, a small little gift we gave them, a single flower and a, and, a, and a coffee gift card. Man, it was just so refreshing. I know for me, and I was telling everybody, some of you out there, they was like, thank y'all for doing that. It's so good to see y'all. I said, hey, this is just as good for us as it is for y'all. It was refreshing to see some of the body of Christ in person on Sunday. So, man, it's going to be so refreshing to be back together with you guys all of our brothers and sisters, those that come out, is going to be refreshing because we'll be together in unity. And then the last thing, I love this. It says that the Lord will pronounce his blessing. Man, some translation says he will command his blessing. Man, I love that. You know, when the Lord commands a thing, it's going to happen, right? He says when we come together in unity, man, that he is uh, going to command or pronounce a blessing over us. And I believe that. I believe we've been praying and we pray a blessing, pronounce blessing, but there's something about the brothers and sisters being in unity. Again, in mind and heart and spirit, the Bible talks about that being of one heart, one mind, one purpose in serving the Lord. But I believe something too. And we come back together in this auditorium, you know, when the youth next week, uh, by the way, next Wednesday night, we are going to kick off uh, the student ministries again. Next Wednesday night, Fusion, our high school ministry, 412, our middle school ministry, are going to kick off again. Our kids' life ministry next Wednesday is going to kick off. Man, when we're, and soon we're, we're, we're touching base with the life group leaders, soon we're going to be hopefully kicking off uh, life groups again in person. I know some of them have been meeting over Zoom or Facebook or, or whatnot, you know. But man, when we come together in unity, together all at one church, and in our individual ministries all across campus, I believe the Lord is going to command his blessing. It's going to be refreshing. And man, I tell you what, I believe there's going to be a great outpouring. I'm praying for a great outpouring and an increase of God's anointing in our lives. And then the last thing he says is even life everlasting. He says he will pronounce his blessing, even life everlasting. Man, as great as it's going to be this Sunday to be back together with you guys, even greater than that is that we're going to spend eternity together one day. We're going to spend life everlasting together. But sadly, not everybody's going to have everlasting life or eternal life, some translations say. We have a choice whether we're going to spend eternal life together. John 3.16 makes it very clear. Jesus himself said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life, would have eternal life. That word believe means to trust. It means to trust him with your whole life. Have you trusted the Lord with your life? The Bible also says, though, you must repent of your sins and turn away from them. What is sin? The word sin means to miss the mark. It means, you know what? God laid out the Ten Commandments, and we've all fallen short of them. Matter of fact, Romans says we've all fallen sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard, which was handed down as the Ten Commandments. And that the wages of sin is death. And that death 
is the opposite of the word everlasting life, the term everlasting or eternal life. When we see that word death, the wages of sin of death, it's not a physical death, it's an eternal death. It's an eternal separation from God. But Jesus made a way. As I just said, John 3.16, God so loved the word that he sent his only son. Cassie read the scripture on Sunday that this was what true love, real love is, that God sent his only son to die on the cross for us, to show us how much he loved us, that if we would repent of our sin, that, that word repent means to rethink, to turn away from our sin and turn to God, to say, Lord, I know I've sinned and I ask that you forgive me. Would you forgive me? And I make you my Lord and Savior. The Bible says that we'd be saved. We'd be born again. You know, I did that almost 18 years ago right here. I can point to the spot at this altar where I did that. I got out of the pew. I can point to the pew. I'm exactly where I was. I walked down this aisle and I came almost 18 years ago, 24 years old. I lifted my hands. I surrendered my life. I repented of my sin and God saved me, forgave me. And now I know, not because anything that I've done, because believe me, I still mess up a lot. Not that I'm up here, not because I'm in ministry, because I've trusted in Jesus for everlasting life. Have you trusted in him? If you haven't, I want to give you the opportunity to do that tonight. Would you bow with me? Everybody, if you're watching tonight, would you just bow your head and close your eyes? If you know that you're not right with God, if you say, Brandon, man, I don't know. If I, if I would die tonight, I don't know if I would spend everlasting life, eternal life, with Christ, if I'd spend eternally, eternity separated from the Lord. If you're not sure tonight, you can be sure. You can pray a simple prayer like this. Just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me and thank you for dying for me. Lord, I know that I've sinned and I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Lord, tonight I repent of my sin. I make a decision to turn away from my sinful lifestyle, not just one or two things that I'm doing, but Lord, a whole lifestyle of sin. I turn away from it and Lord, I turn to you. I surrender my life to you. I trust you and I make you my Lord and Savior. Now, Lord, would you give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you all the days of my life? In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe it's been a long time since you prayed a prayer like that, it doesn't have to even be exactly like that. Just something along those lines. It's just a prayer of repentance, confession, and surrender to the Lord. If you did that, would you let us know? Would you drop us a comment in the feed below? Or there's also a link right there in the post that says connection, uh, connection card. Would you click on that link? Would you call the office even tomorrow and say, hey, I pray with Brandon and I made a decision to give my life to Christ. Listen, we have a Bible. We want to send you a Bible. Or if you, you come here on Sunday, we can give you a Bible in person. But we just want to congratulate you and tell you, welcome to the family of God. This may be your first time that you tune in with us. And I just want to thank you for, for joining us tonight. And I hope that you join us on Sunday morning. And so there's also a prayer request card uh, or a link, should I say, that you can send in your prayer request. Many of you have, and we have been faithfully praying for you. We love you guys, and we look forward to seeing you in person on Sunday. So remember, in just about 20 minutes, registration is going to open on our website, flchurch.net. We encourage you. You need to register so we know that we, we stay in along the guidelines. Register, flchurch.net. is going to be on our homepage, either for the 9 or 11 o'clock service this Sunday. Let us know your whole family, the number that's coming.
uh, all your children, because again, if you just tuned in, we won't have any children's ministry this Sunday, but it'll be back up and running next week. So let us know. And don't worry, again, if these two services fill up, we are prepared to add a third services, a third service so more people can come. I tried to do my best tonight to give clear direction to tell you what you can expect. If you're tuning in late, I, I encourage you to go back and watch uh, uh, watch the video again. But listen, hey, I might have missed something. You might have another question, another thought. Please ask us on Facebook. Send us a message. Go to our website. Send us an email. Call the church tomorrow. Again, our, our, our secretary has still been taking calls faithfully all day long. All the, the office calls have been forwarded. If you have any questions, anything else you can think of, please let us know. Again, we look forward to being with you again, to being safe, to be alone in the guidelines, but to be together again. It's going to be such a blessing. It's going to be anointed. It's going to be refreshing. And I believe the Lord blessing. The Lord's blessing is going to be upon us. Let me go ahead and pray over you as we close tonight. Father, I just thank you for those that are out there that joined us tonight, that's tuned in to, to the sound of my voice, and those that may be listening to this later. I just thank you for all of our church. Father, I pray over all of uh, our church that is connected with family life, all of our pastors, all of our staff, all of our serve team, and every single member in person connected to Family Life Church. I continue to pray, Lord God, your blessing will be upon them, your protection, your help, your healing, your provision on those that may have lost jobs or got cutbacks. Lord God, I pray provide for them financially, like maybe mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Lord God, I pray you break any fear that may be still trying to play or attach to, Lord God, our people. Lord God, I pray you would touch them. Lord, we're so thankful that we can come back together and worship on Sunday morning. I pray you'd bless them the rest of their evening. Or those that made a decision to follow you are rededicated their lives or resurrendered their lives to you. We rejoice with them tonight. We're so thankful for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do in our lives this week and this weekend. We love you. We thank you. And we give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, God bless you. Good night. Make sure you register this evening uh, in the days ahead for Sunday service. We love you. And man, I've been looking forward to saying this. We'll see you on Sunday.